Romans chapter 10, as we'll be reading, begin reading this morning. Romans, or I'm sorry, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse number 1. It says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of goat, the blood and is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh unto the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins, for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then I said, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he might establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Verse 10 was one that had caught my attention this week as I was considering this time of the Lord's Supper meditation in that by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Early, uh, earlier in this passage, which we, I just, we just considered, it spoke of how Jesus came to do God's will. And here and also throughout Scripture, we can see how fulfilling the will of the Father was the utmost consideration of the mind of Christ, is to do the will of the Father who sent him. We just read, it said, Behold, I have come, in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will. And he says, Behold, I have come to do your will. We find in Scripture, in the life of Christ, that Jesus' attention to this was not distract. He was not distracted from this work, from this will. We see that Jesus, he who had done many things, such as many miracles, healed many multitudes, delivered many people from um, demons and illness and sicknesses and all all the sort, and also spent time teaching the multitudes, teaching his disciples. 
But his mind was fixed on fulfilling this work, doing this work. The scripture says that this was Christ's meat. This is what had was his source of satisfaction. In John 4.34, he said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He also said in John 6.38, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but of the will of him that sent me. We also find in our, in our text that he took, it says that he took away the first covenant. Or it, in the scripture which we had just read, it says he taketh away the first. In his death, Christ accomplished the will of God. However, now that Jesus has put away has put sin away, the first covenant is also taken away to be replaced by a better covenant established on better promises, as Hebrews 8, 6 tells us. No more do we approach, or no more is there inadequate sacrifices such as bulls and goats, No longer will men offer to God sacrifices that he had no pleasure in, in which he did not desire. The the time of ineffective sacrifices is now gone. We have an effective sacrifice, and that is Christ Jesus. Now that the, now that, the first has gone. Man's conscience will, can, is now cleansed and purged. The way to God has been opened wide to those who will receive Christ. No longer will those approaching God be under a covenant that is, as the scriptures describe, as weak and beggarly. That covenant has been taken away by the Lord Jesus Christ. He took it away when he died. No longer does the law stop people from access to God. It says that he taketh away the first that he might establish the second. Because of Jesus, we now have a new covenant, a new kind of covenant, Amen. and it's one that is in, in it, it is one that is in an established covenant. The scriptures tell us that today is the day of salvation, and so no longer do people have to live at a distance from God. So how can man be received by the great God of heaven? Well, the answer is found in the single sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
Our text told us by the by the will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. We can come to God with a cleansed conscience, convinced that our sins have been removed as far as from the east is from the west. The law of God can now be written upon our hearts and put in our minds. Now we can actually know God. In this time, we can be the people of God, and He can be our God. And these are some of the benefits of this new covenant. Because of Christ, God has been in his offering and his sacrifice. God has, is pleased with his offering and pleased with his sacrifice. Amen. The offering of, of Christ's body is, is effective. That single sacrifice has sanctified us, setting us apart for God. Scripture says in Ephesians 5.25, As Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And also in Hebrews 13.12, it says, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. There is no need to linger in the outer court or remain apart from God. Amen. When Christ, when we have been given or when we have, when Christ has offered himself for us on our behalf, you can now come near and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. You have been set apart for God by the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. Verse number 12 says, but, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And this is how we know that the offering and sacrifice of Christ was received by God the Father is because he is now at the right hand of God the Father. Also, verse number 14 says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. And so in Christ, it with one offering has accomplished so, salvation and so much for each one of us with just one offering. And so at this time, as we come and commune with Christ and come and remember him, we remember him in his death in this way that it was only one time that he had to offer himself. And it was in, it was had such an effect that it was able to, that God was able to receive his, this offering once and for all. So at this time, I will pray as we consider Christ this morning. 
Heavenly, For Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We come before you with thanksgiving. We come before you acknowledging you and your Son. We come before you with thanksgiving and knowing that Christ in offering himself once for and for all, that his offering was effective and that his offering was received uh, from uh, received of you. We thank you for what his offering has accomplished and that we have been forgiven of our sins, that they have been taken away and that we can now draw nigh to you and that the way has been opened to you that we can come before you and be received by you. We thank you that we can be able to uh, come before you in, in, in time of need and help and that we, we could find grace. We thank you that we for that we can be able to no longer um, rely upon a sacrifice that would that would have to be done continually, but we have one that was offered once. So we ask that you would be with us at this time as we commune with you, as we remember. Christ and how he has come to do and how he has done your will. And we ask that you would be with us at this time. And we praise things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.